You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. So today's episode is a fun one. We are talking all about the ways we are and are not like our parents. And nothing highlights that quite like becoming parents ourselves. And suddenly those similarities and differences come into sharp focus. Maybe you can relate. Uh, We think it's entertaining and telling to reflect on those things. But before we do that, let's just catch up on what's going on around the neighborhood for both of us. All right, I have an update to share specifically from my kitchen where I have found a new strategy for keeping track of everyone's drinking cups. Okay, so this is the problem. Chris and the kids would get out cups throughout the day, use all the cups. Um, Chris would usually stick with one cup and he'd kind of put it back on the counter, but I was never fully sure if that was, he was still using it, if it was dirty, if it was one of the kids. Um, all of that. So I know that there are a few other options that might work for other people, such as if everyone uses their, their water bottle throughout yeah, the day, we just do that for or water. if every, or you could also buy like different colored cups yes. for people. Mm-hmm. However, neither of these things work for my family. First of all, the, <laughs> we have tried the boys and Chris refuse for whatever reason to use their water bottles throughout the day, like at home. Exactly. It, when they're at school, they'll use them right. at home. They're just grabbing the cups because okay. they're, they've probably left their water bottle somewhere else in the house. Right. They're not going to go get it. So they're just grabbing another cup. Right. Also, I I refuse to buy different colored cups for everyone. I just want the same ones. Okay. Plus, I love how you are fully throwing Chris under the bus with your oh, children yeah. in this one. You're like, <laughs> Chris and the kids. <laughs> Just so you know who who the culprits are in our house. He really isn't the top offender, but I sure I guess that's just the mood that I'm into. Yeah, you're going you're going everyone (laughs) under the bus. (laughs) Um, Okay, so yes, and I just I just didn't want to have the different colored cups, and I think too that could end up backfiring because if if you had two for everyone and then they weren't clean, oh totally, all of that it creates a whole other management problem. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I did that is working really well for us. I got these beverage bands. They're like the colorful rubber bands that you can put Mm -hmm. on a water bottle or cup and you just put it around your cup and then you know that that's your cup and you can stick with that all day. Love it. And that is working really well for us. Everyone has their color that they kind of prefer, but I think there's like six or eight different colors. And so it's just like when you get your cup for the day, you know what your color is and just use that for the rest of the day. I will uh, put a link to these in the show notes. There are several out there. I got the ones that are called Bev Bands and I really like their slogan. It's drink your drink. (laughs) And that's that's what I want to say to all of my family. (laughs) So anyway, this has been great. It is definitely cutting down on just the mountain of cups that would pile up throughout our day where I was like, how many people actually live here? Not 12. Right. And how many of them are even here all day long? Exactly. Yes. So I want to share that. It is helping us a whole lot. Now, can you, I have a question about the bands. Mm -hmm. Can you put them directly into the dishwasher, like on the cups? Okay. I have been taking them off. Okay. And putting them like in the little. I I should check that. It might be one of those things that I think you totally could. It'll probably make them wear out faster, but maybe it's worth it. True. You know what I mean? (laughs) To just like simplify. Yeah. Like, cause they're like a silicone, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. There you go. I like it. I am solo parenting this week. And what is it? 
We've done a whole episode on this. Yes, recently. But what is the law that happens where all of a sudden solo parenting week also happens to fall on period starting week, dog puking on the couch randomly Mm. when they haven't in like a month Mm. week, um, three hour doctor's appointment to get an x-ray for a non-broken toe for a child. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Why? Why? Why is that? He's only, but he's only gone Tuesday through Thursday this week. And I'm like, well. It's all been a week. Things. Oh my gosh. And it just, it's like all of these extra, on top of, yeah, just the normal, you know, he's not there to share the yes. running around for sports or whatever. And I'm just like, I like it when you're home yeah. <laughs> for very practical reasons. Yes. And also, I love your face, but yes. like the practicality is taking over at this moment. So that's just oh where gosh. I'm at right now. Oof. I got deodorant on, and that's about as far as I got. Okay. Winning. So we're going to, we're going to roll with it. Winning. Okay. A little disclaimer before we begin, that we both love our parents dearly yes, and are so grateful to be have been raised by them and both have great relationships overall with our parents as adults. So this is all in good fun. Definitely. Rob and Carol, Chip and Viv, Chip and Viv. if you're listening, and for the purposes of reflecting. So first off, what are maybe some of the obvious surface level kinds of ways that you take after both of your parents? Okay, I'm going to give you several for each of my parents. Okay. So first up for my mom, I think I do take after my mom in looks. I I do see a resemblance, but several times, I mean, so frequently while I was growing up, adult strangers would stop us to say that we looked so much Mm -hmm. alike. Like they just had to stop and tell us as if no one had ever said that to us before. (laughs) Have you seen your faces? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Did you know? So anyway, that was, that was really, um, just funny. And while I was growing up, I remember sometimes being a little bit embarrassed or finding it a little bit annoying, but now I love it if anyone does it and like really appreciate that. But I wanted to share that actually within the past year, someone stopped us in the grocery store and did not think that we looked alike. And it just ended up being a like, funny story. You are wrong, friend. I know. So this is what happened. I was visiting Austin and I was at the store with my mom. And I feel like this would often happen at the grocery store. I guess that's where we were out and about together. And we were just chatting away. Like I'd just gotten in town. So we were excited yeah. to see each other and stuff. And this woman stopped us to say that we just looked like we were having like such a great time and like having so much fun. And we were like, oh, you know, we are. And my mom, she loves to ask people this. She says, can you tell what our relationship is to each other? Like expecting them to be like, oh, you're obviously mother and daughter. And this woman just looked kind of confused. And so my mom said like, well, she's my daughter. And then this woman said, she was like, oh, well, you just looked like you were so in love. I thought maybe you were a couple. It's just like, what? This like this is a testament to your relationship with your mom. If people yes. thought you were so close that yes. you might have been a couple. It's just so funny. Like, like I'm not offended at all, but it's just yeah. so funny to me that it's like, you know, given our age difference, like our 30 year age right. difference and that you couldn't see any resemblance. Like I just, that was so funny that that was where <laughs> that she was, assumed. That was the first thing she assumed. Anyway, yeah. So to many people, we might look like each other, but to some people, clearly not. That's fine. <laughs> Um, another way I'm definitely like my mom is my mom taught me the art of planning ahead, planning backwards, making lists, all of that. She's just very practical down to earth, um, loves to plan, which I do too. 
the the art of planning backwards is something that she really shines at and this is like you know if you know you need to be at the airport at like 1 p.m right then you know you work backwards Uh all that so it's even just a phrase in my family that my mom you know will announce if we're like anywhere we have Mm -hmm. to be somewhere she'll be like let's plan backwards so um I also make a grocery list, just like my mom always did when I was growing up. Um, she created an Excel spreadsheet oh, yeah. listing all the items she frequently bought at the store and set it up on a spreadsheet so that each column is an aisle at Which the grocery store. Which I feel like back in the 80s and 90s, yeah. that was advanced. Yes. Like advanced computer skills yes, for that really. time. really. <laughs> my mom is very tech savvy. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And so anyway, yes, it was quite advanced. So I now have made a list like this for my local Trader Joe's. And I will often get comments of amazement and maybe a little bit of bafflement. Like, wow, you're a lot. (laughs) Next level. Yes. (laughs) You're like, but I am very friendly. Yes. (laughs) Um, Definitely my love of reading and libraries. My mom loves to read. We love talking about books. And she was taking me to library story time since I was just, Mm. you know, a Mm -hmm. little taught. So I credit her for that. Thank you very much, mom. And then the last thing I'll share about my mom, this is like kind of funny, but just like my mom, I very much enjoy being social, but I'm ultimately an introvert. Okay. And it's funny. I remember my mom making observations just when I was growing up or even as a young adult or something that, you know, that she didn't maybe love going to parties or when there was a bigger event, just yeah. kind of be like, oh, I just yeah. kind of rather be at home. But the fact is my mom is so fun and so totally. funny and yeah. actually is very social. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if I call and chat with her, she has several groups of friends mm-hmm. and they do trips together and do get togethers and mm-hmm. stuff. So I think I've almost been on a similar like personal discovery journey of mm-hmm. figuring out like, no, that I really balance. do like being social, but you can also enjoy yeah. being a homebody at the yeah. same time. So I think that's the key with like being introverted is the self-awareness side of it. Yes. Like you can be very social if you've built in that time for, you know what I mean? Yes, if you're very intentional about it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. A few things to share about my dad. So my dad and I are alike in that we're both very personable and can talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've even grown into this even more as an adult. You both have resting smile faces. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. And just like invite the strangers to strike up a conversation. Like Chip Kid will hug you. He will hug you if he, he sees you. He probably will. You know, he's not like a big hug. He'll hug you like with his eyes in his conversation. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, also, my dad, I admire this trait about him so much. Just his ability to get stuff done and do like just do what it takes to get something done, especially with things around the house and the yard. I just feel like if he notices whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's like puts it on the top of the list. He's running to Home Depot. Mm-hmm. He loves loves He's going to Home Depot. Getting it done. Gets the stuff, knows his way around Home Depot. <laughs> and yeah, so I just feel like sometimes I'll kind of try to channel my dad if there's just one of those like little nagging, annoying things yeah. at the house. And you're like, oh, you know, I don't know. But I'm like, no, I what can just go do? to Home Depot yeah. and figure this out. So <laughs> definitely his love of running and being active. Mm-hmm. I learned that from him. My dad is a lifelong runner and I would watch him, you know, all growing up, take off. I would like be sitting on our front porch swing waiting, like watching him take off on a run and then watching Uh, him come back later. And it was, I think the summer after my sixth grade year that maybe I was thinking about doing track the next year or something. And I finally was like, I think I want to go with you, Mm -hmm. like see what you're doing, see Mm -hmm. where you're going. 
And that really kicked off, I mean, a lifelong yeah. like habit of exercising and being a runner. So the importance of just modeling for your mm-hmm. kids, right? Letting them see you do what you do. Yeah. And I think then too, and like having them come along with you and just accepting them wherever they're at. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm sure I slowed down his pace. Maybe I was complaining, you right. know, who knows right. what, but he made it like very welcoming and similar to that. He, we have the same like commitment to a habit. Mm-hmm. Like when we start something, oh, we're yeah. just going to keep doing it. Yeah. My dad just turned 69, still running, Yeah, you know, yep. just keep on, keep on doing it. He's also a lifelong blood donor, which inspired me to be a blood donor. All right. Yeah. Lots. You thought about this more than I did. Okay. I thought in more general terms, Okay, but I think I, first of all, look like a good mix of both of my parents. Yeah. I feel like from the... From the nose up, I look a lot like my dad, uh-huh. and my mouth and smile and all of that looks a lot like my Ooh, mom. Okay. Um, but I, I feel like a, depending on which parent I'm next to, I look more like them, yeah. but I, you can tell I am both of their kids. Yeah. Has anyone thought that you're in a relationship with either of your parents? <laughs> no. Still waiting is, for that one. Apparently, we are not that friendly to each other <laughs> in a grocery store. We, don't, we aren't that thrilled to see each other. <laughs> Um, I do have, my dad has very, very thick hair, even thicker than me. I definitely take after his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what else? I have a big smile like my mom. Yeah. Like she just has, we all, all of, really all of us, but like, especially the girls in our family. Like if me, my mom and my sister are together, it's like a lot of teeth <laughs> <laughs> if we take a picture together. Um, I would say I definitely got my sense of humor from my dad. Mm. He's just a kind of a... He's just kind of, he's just got a great sense of humor. He's kind of sarcastic. He's got a little bit of a dry sense of humor, like not over the top, Mm -hmm. like clown type of guy, but just like definitely. Yeah. And he's ready with a zinger all the time. And I I feel like I definitely got that from him. I also got my dad's love of arguing. Oh, okay. Here's the interesting thing. I know you're not supposed to Enneagram type other people, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Pretty sure he's a one. Okay. Oh, interesting. And I'm definitely an eight. And both of those love a good debate. Oh. And so I feel like one thing that was really good growing up is it was never like discouraged to like debate a topic. Mm. So even like if a decision was made or whatever, I don't feel like it was shut down. Like I, we would get into like even a kind of heated debate mm. and it like made my mom, who's definitely like a six, yeah. uncomfortable. Or she'd be like, you guys, you don't need to fight about it. And we're like, oh, we're not fighting. Right. Like we truly, and, and maybe all my siblings don't feel that way, but I felt like we did a lot of back and forth and I like learned good debating skills. Mm. And he was like willing to go back and forth with me. Um, I definitely have like more of a creative design eye like my mom. I think she's just got a really good eye. She dresses so cute, which is not necessarily where I'm at, but she's just always been like so cute and put together. And like our house was always cute, no matter, you know, what amount of money we had. She's just always creative, Mm -hmm. making us big like signs for our birthday with like drawings and stuff. You just Mm -hmm. saw a painting in my bathroom from my mom. Mm -hmm. So she's just was just admiring your painting. Yeah, very creative. I think I got my love of holidays from both of my parents, really. Um, My mom decorated and everything, but my dad was always very enthusiastic about like Christmas and birthdays Mm. and stuff like that. So I definitely got a lot of that from them. I think in general, those are those are the main ways I take after them. Okay, so what are some ways you definitely differ from them both? Okay, I have three to share. Um, First of all, my love and passion for cooking. 
which is not to say that my parents aren't good cooks and they do cook. My mom cooked every meal for us homemade when I was growing up, but I just noticed like a different, like, I just love it. Like I was reading Martha Stewart living magazine starting in like high school and just like love reading recipe books and all of that. So that is something that I noticed that is different. I would say interest in clothes, style, and makeup. Mm -hmm. Really, none of these are of interest to my mom. (laughs) And I I truly love that about her. She's like, I'm just, it is what it is. (laughs) Yes, it is what it is. I'm not interested in it. And while I know I've talked before about how I don't like to spend a ton of time and money on like aspects of those, I do enjoy them at my own speed. Whereas yeah. I would say my mom's speed is zero. Yeah, on those. I, I, I want like, those. She, none. she wants to be comfortable, functional. Right. Not that she doesn't have any preference, right. but it's just like not topics that she's super interested in spending time right. and money on. And the last one I would say is identifying as a creative person, which is actually interesting because both of my parents, I think are very creative, Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily see it as how they see themselves or like a personal identity that Mm -hmm. either of them have for themselves. Something that they kind of prioritize. Yeah. 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 Or, or like see that way, even if they are doing creative things. And interestingly, it's actually a very important identity being a creative person for myself and for my sister. Yeah. And so that's just kind of interesting Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily modeled explicitly for us. Right. You know, even though, like I said, I think they are both creative. Like you caught it somehow, but it's, yeah. Yeah. And my sister and I are both very outwardly creative. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that I'm actually more adventurous than either of them. Mm. Both of them live where they grew up and nothing wrong with this, but I think they, they both live where they grew up. They have a sense of like Midwestern practicality. Like, Mm -hmm. well, why would I leave? You know, and just, um, I think both like comfort and like staying. Yeah. Maybe more than I do. I'm a little more comfortable with like trying new things. We moved across the country, all, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that I've kind of gotten a more adventurous spirit than them. Um, I'm much sassier than either of them. So my dad is very opinionated and stubborn and my mom can be very emotional, like up Mm -hmm. and down, but I'm definitely more just like angry and fiery (laughs) and mouthy than either of them are. My dad is very calm. So even if he's opinionated and stubborn, he's, he always stays calm. Like Mm. my dad has yelled at me a handful of times Mm -hmm. and I have already definitely (laughs) worn out my handful with my own children. So there's just a, there's like a intensity that I have that I don't know that either one of them really Mm -hmm. have. And I think really kind of all of us are like that. So it's Mm -hmm. like they, we all got like next level up intensity from my parents (laughs) Um, I think I definitely love cooking more than either of my mm-hmm. parents. I think same kind of thing. And my mom cooked for us all the time, but I think it was kind of, a kind of not a burden, but mm-hmm. like something that just had just to get necessity. done. Right. And I definitely enjoy cooking and hosting and entertaining. I think more than either one of them. Um, I think I'm much more comfortable with true conflict and hard conversations mm-hmm. than either of them. Like my dad loves to debate. Mm-hmm. But like if there's an actual problem that needs to be addressed and talked about, I am like that Enneagram eight in me. Like I'm like, let's talk about it. Let's do this. And I've talked to them about this too. Like um, I think just generationally and like the way Mm -hmm. that they were raised. I said, you know that you've raised kids that are more comfortable with conflict than you actually are, right? Like the conversations (laughs) that we have, I think are pushing them sometimes, you know, but it's actually a, a, a good thing. I think we were raised with like a lot of confidence and a lot of support. So we feel comfortable having those hard conversations Mm -hmm. that even they themselves are not always comfortable having. Mm -hmm. So 
that's a way that we're a little bit different. Um, okay, so and how about in parenting? In what ways do you parent similarly to your parents? So overall, I think that my parenting style is actually quite similar to how I was raised. But when I was thinking about this, what I'm thinking is that my parenting style is just a modernized version of okay. how my parents love that. raised me. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll get into that a bit more later. Um, also, both of my parents were very involved at home, like in different ways. And I think Chris and I are really the same way. And so I think seeing that modeled really taught me to expect that from the person mm-hmm. that I would raise kids with. Mm-hmm. So I definitely really appreciate that. Limiting screen time and preserving unstructured playtime. Mm-hmm. I've shared before, we have kind of a limited screen time structure where right now our boys are getting you know, authorized screen time at our house, Mm -hmm. uh, three days a week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it was similar for me when I was growing Mm -hmm. up. So that was what was modeled for me. And I really saw a lot of benefits. So doing the same, um, we were just talking about this before we got on, but also my, my not being willing to buy a lot of the fun lunchtime food, <laughs> like Lunchables, Capri Sun, came like by that, little packs of Oreos <laughs> yeah. and whatever, yeah. whatever it was. Um, there definitely were exceptions and my dad was more the one to indulge those. Uh-huh. Like he loved to buy in those treats for us at the grocery store. Right. So I think I might even be more strict than that, <laughs> which is also why my kids love to spend time with their G daddy. Yeah. Cause he's always getting <laughs> them got, stuff like that. Between becoming a grandparent and being <laughs> oh, more, <yeah. laughs> more inclined that way anyways. Definitely. Um, prioritizing family travel experiences. That was something like I think I've mentioned more recently that my parents did like as much as they could afford, or even if they had to save up for several years to be able to do it. And I definitely want to do that for our kids when they're older, like giving them at least a couple of international travel experiences. And the last thing, just, I think a similar level of strictness, like growing up, it definitely wasn't anything goes, but I also didn't feel like my parents were super strict Mm -hmm. and I think I'm kind of right there in the Uh middle so far too. Okay. Um, yeah, I, well, first of all, I stay home with my kids and it was like, it's like a weird thing. My mom stayed home with us and I just always felt like not in any way that that was like seen as the right way to do it or even that that was talked about as the right way to do it. But I just felt like I always would Mm. like that. I knew for myself that that felt like, um, would line up with my bandwidth mm-hmm. once I had kids that I couldn't really do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because I was a teacher, like it just felt like it would be hard to be with everybody else's kids all day and not mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not everybody feels that way, but that's how I saw it. So I stay home with my kids, similar to my mom. My mom didn't go back to work um, even part-time until like I was in high school, I think. So she was home with us a lot. I think we definitely have like a, a similar authoritarian style, I would mm-hmm. say. Like we're grownups are in charge Mm -hmm. not hopefully not too over the top but that definitely comes from um the way I was raised and then but also parenting with a lot of humor a lot of sarcasm a Mm -hmm. lot of like goofing around and laughing together I think is something that we've taken into our own parenting and so like I would consider us strict even though it's sometimes about very different things than it was for me growing up if that makes sense and I'll get into that a little bit but same Again, same level of strictness, probably just maybe about different things. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting way to put Mm -hmm. it. Okay. So what do you notice in your parenting that's very different from how you were raised? Well, I, as I said, I think my parenting is similar to my parents, 
but just modernized. And what I mean by that is I think parents today are even more open with their kids generally about topics like sex yes. and racism, anti-racism, talking about big emotions, mm-hmm. differences between people and families. I just think that's something that as a culture yeah. since, you know, the late 80s, 90s. We've seen just, like the benefits yeah, of that, right? We've come a long yeah. way. Whereas the word gay was basically taboo right. in the 90s. Right. Now that is just something that mm-hmm. most people are very comfortable and open mm-hmm. to talking about. So, and I'm so thankful for that. So I think that my parents modeled many of the values that I'm now like talking to my yeah. kids about, but it was more, they modeled them like implied exactly mm-hmm. without as many explicit conversations, mm-hmm. which I feel like I'm having more of the explicit conversations or like bringing up the topics or right. getting the books to read about and things like that. Um, another difference is I was raised going to church regularly and mm-hmm. Chris and I don't take our kids to church. Chris mm-hmm. and I are both atheist and we talk to our kids about what that means for us, mm-hmm. but also that people believe lots of different things and that they definitely get to decide as they grow up. So it's been interesting to talk to my parents about their decisions of taking us to church. And I had a really good experience Mm -hmm. growing up, going to church. We went to a Methodist church that was just really close to home and I had a good experience in the youth group and um, all of that. It was overall a very positive experience. Mm -hmm. So it's been interesting as an adult to have conversations with my parents about their own beliefs and just to kind of reflect and learn more that maybe even though not everything that we were learning at church was 100% aligned with their beliefs, they just felt felt like that was a good foundation Mm -hmm. for morals and bringing up Mm -hmm. your kids like in that community of people. So anyway, that's just been really interesting. Another way is we are definitely exposing our kids to more foods. I mm-hmm. think this is also reflective of just a big cultural yeah. shift. Um, I think as a country, maybe as a world, we've just like kind of become very more foodie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I've thought about this before. And so I wanted to share it here. Here are some foods that my kids are already familiar with that I either did not eat or didn't even hear of until like my twenties. <laughs> did, did not know was a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Quinoa, lentils, <laughs> yep. tofu, a veggie burger, and Brussels sprouts. Yep. Yep. Did not have a Brussels sprout until I was definitely in my 20s. And I was like, what is this delicious thing? Right. I like called my mom up. I was like, do you know Brussels sprouts are delicious? <laughs> She's like, I didn't want the battle every night. <laughs> yes. And I think too that just like as like home cooking has evolved. Like when my mom was growing up, I think that it was like all vegetables were basically boiled. Yeah. And a boiled Brussels sprout is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But you roast it. Right. And it's delicious. Throw some Parmesan cheese on that bad boy. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, I think about that sometimes and kind of on that same topic, my, my mom will talk too about how the yogurt section at the store has evolved. Like she'll, she'll be like, in the 80s, there were like maybe one or two yogurts. And now when we're in the grocery yeah. store together, acting like a couple in love, yeah. she's like, and now look at the yogurt aisle. She's just grinning at the yogurt and people exactly. think she's in love. <laughs> uh, so anyway, okay. And my very last one in the ways that I am different, not giving in to impassioned requests for a family pet. Oh, and, and they definitely did. And they definitely did. <laughs> and here, here's the thing. I get to learn from my own example. I wrote, I, I should have gotten this from my mom. I know she still has it. My impassioned letter begging for actually a second dog. We actually already had okay. a dog, but I was begging for another dog. And I don't remember if it was 
the specific breed, we ended up getting a Cairn Terrier. So I don't okay. know if I was begging for that at the time, but that is what we ended up which getting. Which is Toto. Which is a Toto mm-hmm. dog. So yes, this impassioned letter from little Kelsey convinced my parents to get a second dog, which they then cared for for years and years oh, yeah. and years <laughs> after I left the house. For sure. And so... <laughs> The dog that resulted from my own begging, I was like, oh yeah, I'm never doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I see how yeah, that, that goes. I see how that turned out. <laughs> see how that turned out for you, Chip and Viv. Thanks. So sorry. <laughs> and mom and dad, thank you for taking care of Hoover for so many years and giving him such a good life. The love that I could yes. not. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So that's very funny. I know better than anyone who will be responsible for that pet. And yes. I have, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I get it. Okay, that's funny because we have an opposite situation. Oh. We did not have pets. I had a my parent my parents got a German shepherd when I was I guess before I was born. And then she got fixed and I th- think she might have had a bad experience at the mm. vet. She got real kind of snippy oh. and then I came along and they just felt it's like it was yeah. So we I I never grew up with pets. My mom got a cocker spaniel when I was um in college actually was like the first dog they had and they now have a Boston Terrier but I did not grow up with pets at all gotcha. so I was always like we Desperate are gonna be a one. dog family and so like literally our first little apartment as soon as we could even have like a little dog that's yes. when we got Miko Aww. and we will never be without yeah. dogs so and I'm so I'm definitely raising my kids are very comfortable around dogs I remember we were a little bit more skittish mm-hmm. um we like donate to rescues. We, you know, we, it's like a part of our family culture for sure. Um, we definitely travel more with our kids, mm-hmm. partly because we have the means to, mm-hmm. and partly because I think we do, um, well, we only have two of them also, and it feels easier to, it feels like, I don't know. I that comes with like that whole adventurous yeah. thing, right? Like we had extended family in town when I was growing up and you know, now my girls don't. And so there's just more travel built in. Um, our school choices are very different so Mm. far. Like I sent mine, so I stayed home, but I sent mine to preschool and none of us ever went to preschool. Mm. We were home with my mom till kindergarten. Um, but those preschool ages, I needed some help. Mm. (laughs) And then, you know, through this whole pandemic situation, now I'm homeschooling and we were all public school kids all the way. So it's just kind of funny. And I, I would still consider public school. It's not, um, I'm not anti-public school, but it's just kind of funny how that has all worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because my parents are definitely a lot more conservative than I am, Mm -hmm. like in terms of faith and like church community stuff. And that kind of goes along with that some Mm -hmm. more, like the homeschool aspect. So it's kind of funny that that, I'm definitely more progressive in raising my kids more that way, but they, you know, I'm the one homeschooling now. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. Church is very different. We have gone to church as a family before. But we're in this weird place, like a lot of people are, I think, of like deconstructing. Um, we'd consider ourselves Christian, but also not happy with the direction that's going in our country, at least, for mm-hmm. sure. And so right now we don't have a church and will not join a church until we find one that we feel like is, you know, LGBTQ affirming, has women in leadership, all of that. And so if that exists here in our area. So I think that that's something very different than mm-hmm. how I was raised. Um And it's kind of interesting. I think all of us growing as kids and having our own families, I think we've actually like maybe brought our parents further along Mm -hmm. on that journey. I don't know if they would feel the same way, but I think that they're definitely less conservative than they were Mm -hmm. or open to more conversations about things because we bring them up. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we're much more comfortable with bringing up to hard Mm -hmm. conversations. So that's kind of interesting. 
Um, I would say for sure more open and conversational with my kids just about tricky things like Mm -hmm. sex, racism, all of that. But I do agree that that is also just we've been encouraged to be as a generation. And I'm grateful for that. I think that they were not necessarily equipped (laughs) to have those conversations. And I feel grateful that I do feel equipped for that. And I think reflecting on like my grandparents, my parents certainly compared to the right to how they were right. raised had were much more open. Yes. And so I think every generation is just, just kind of a little more open. Mm-hmm. Um, I am kind of the enforcer around our house mm-hmm. and growing up, that was definitely my dad. Gotcha. Like my mom stayed home with us, but it was also a, when your dad gets home, right. kind of a, <laughs> and it's definitely the opposite in my house. <laughs> I'm definitely the bad cop. I'm the one who, if I walk in the door and some naughtiness has taken place, they look at me a little concerned, like, right. oh, now mom's home. <laughs> and it was just kind of the opposite um, growing up. But I I do find myself treating my kids more often because, you know, you heard about the generic Cheetos. That's right. <laughs> so I, I am drawn to like, I don't want them to not have the yummy snacks in their yes. lunch that the other kids have. And yes. I mean, we definitely eat, I would agree with you, we eat more vegetables overall. We eat a wider variety of foods mm-hmm. than I did overall, but also like I'm kind of the one who wants to get the little treat yeah. things just because I'm living vicariously. Yes. Okay. This is an interesting one. What ways do you notice your own kids taking after you or your husband? And you have biological children That's right. and I have adopted children. Yeah. So in case you guys didn't know that, um, this will be interesting to see which ways they just kind of naturally yes. take over nature versus yeah. nurture. Yep. Okay, so in Dash, my oldest, who is nine right now, I really see a love of being independent, and I really will relate to that. Okay. I, I mean, I remember, I don't know if I remember it showing up quite as young as my son, <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely remember being in high school and just so being ready to be independent, yeah. being on my own. And as I said, it's not even that my parents were really that strict. Right. I was just so ready to just not that autonomy exactly Mm -hmm. to just like not be having anyone like care and know what I was doing even Mm -hmm. though I didn't want to do anything bad or crazy I just (laughs) wanted to be living my own life right so I definitely really see that in him and and like try to have a lot of empathy you know and Mm -hmm. like meet him where he is Mm because I remember what what that is like unlike Chris and myself Dash is so confident and easily walks up to anyone kid or adult and can start talking to them now like I said I can do that now like yeah and so maybe that is like our chip kid right in right. him but I don't remember being like that as a kid mm-hmm. and so Chris and I were both like Chris was pretty shy as a kid and I don't know if I w- I wasn't shy but I wasn't super outgoing mm-hmm. so we're just so in awe of him so that is really cool <laughs> We've definitely noticed that Dash can also have a really hard time not getting his way or if plans change. Uh And as frustrating as that is for a parent, I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's me. (laughs) You're like, I handle it a little better now, but I don't like (laughs) change either. Exactly. So another one where I'm like, oh, that's so frustrating. You know, why can't he just like go with the flow? But I'm like, ooh, but where do you think he gets it? Yeah. Um, So far, both the boys are really good, just really good kids, really good students, which is definitely like Chris and myself growing up, you know, school was pretty easy for us. Um, But we see Cedric kind of 
being a bit more worried about getting in trouble, being like extra eager to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely like Chris and myself, like we've both shared with each other, just like times of worry and anxiety, like being young kids when we like shouldn't have been worried and anxious about stuff, like just being so worried about getting your homework or following like, you know, the most minute of rules. So definitely seeing that. Um, one that's come up more recently, Cedric loves saving money. I mean, loves <laughs> is, saving money. That is both of you. <laughs> it's both of us. And Chris specifically remembers like loving, saving money, like as a very young kid, like Just saving his money forever and like having a hundred dollars, you yeah. know, when he was like seven, yeah. you know, it's so just funny. like so much money. And he remembers um, loving rolling coins, oh, just like yeah. spending time in his oh, room rolling yeah. coins. So that's been really funny. Um, so far, both the boys and Maeve so far love books, love the library. So, mm-hmm. so happy to be passing that on from my mom to them. Um, the boys love bikes, which is definitely from Chris and both seem to so far have our love of being, being active. We've been on some longer family bike rides. We don't like exercise as a family quite yet. There have been sometimes during the pandemic when we were kind of mm-hmm. exercising at home, mm-hmm. that was fun where we'd kind of like all like walk or jog or bike ride, you know, to the basketball court mm-hmm. and kind of like Chris and I would sometimes do some exercises and sometimes they join us. But you're definitely like active as a family yeah, in general. Exactly. We're like active as a family. Yeah. And I will just be so thrilled when they one day want to go on a longer run with me yeah. or go to my gym with me. Yeah. I just, oh my gosh, <laughs> I will be so excited to share that love with them. And then finally, Maeve is still only two, so still lots to learn about her personality, but she does seem to already show a real passion for cleaning and organizing, (laughs) and it delights my heart. She she asked to go over to the cabinet, get a bottle of Mrs. Meyer spray, which I've had to like create a fake one for her with just water because she goes crazy with that (laughs) thing. That is not cheap. (laughs) No, it's not. And like we don't need the entire house soaked in lemon verbena. (laughs) And then the other day we're in the middle of this big painting project. So our house is like kind of all out of order. And as Chris and I were putting some stuff back together and we were telling her, let's get organized. She, we saw her like drag this bag over, start to get stuff out and like set it up nicely one at a time against the wall. And she announced, I'm organized. Oh, that's so so adorable. So anyway, I feel like I see like mother daughter organizing projects in our future. For sure. Okay, this is so funny because we get told all the time that Julia looks more like me and Vanessa looks more like Jeremiah, mm-hmm. and it's kind of true. Yeah. Um, I think that there, I think it's really interesting to see the way their smiles have developed. Oh. Like, looks more like one, like the way yeah. we smile, especially in pictures and stuff, right? And that's probably just from like modeling. Like, this is how we smile in pictures. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like in pictures, like Julia smiles like me in a picture and Vanessa smiles like Jeremiah. And How it's really funny. cute. But it's also cute because I feel like personality wise, you know, and this comes a lot too from what you encourage, what, you know, what you kind of do as a family. But yeah. I think personality wise, Julia does take more after me also. She's a little fiery. Yep. A lot fiery, actually. <laughs> She's pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Um, she She just runs hot. Mm-hmm. Like she can get in an argument and then be done with it quickly. Also, she's very comfortable with conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, 
she knows herself, like she knows her own mind and is very mm-hmm. decisive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Vanessa definitely tends more like she's much more thoughtful, much more like um, introspective and mm-hmm. always like trying to figure everything out in her head first before she says anything yeah. like Jeremiah huh. is. Um, to the point of like frustration, almost like spit it out, especially right. if you're the type of person that's just like, right. okay, decide, talk about it. Let's go. <laughs> so like, and he has definitely said like, no, I get that. Like mm. I'm more like that or I was more like that as a kid. And yeah. so it's kind of interesting. Um, I think interest wise too, like Julia loves building anything mm. or like doing any, fixing anything with Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. So she ends up being like his little buddy like that Vanessa loves shopping with me and Uh like doing decoration type things so it was cute when we got the RV they were talking about how okay the when we get to a campsite Julia is daddy's helper with the outside stuff getting it all set up and mommy and Vanessa is mommy's helper inside the trailer getting everything set up so they've just kind of gravitated towards those things um they definitely both love books but they have no choice that's right. I feel like that is just like if you're my kid, you're yes. good biologically or otherwise, you're gonna That's love right. books. Jeremiah is not a big reader at mm-hmm. all. And so they definitely just get that from me and my less than subtle pushing books right. on them all the time. <laughs> I would say Vanessa is definitely also more rule following and worried about mm-hmm. doing things the right way, like mm-hmm. Jeremiah is. Mm-hmm. And me and Julia are a little bit more rebels. I think yeah. she is definitely gonna be a rebel in terms really? of like the tendencies. Okay. Yes where she even will get in her own way yeah, when she decides right. she wants to do something. Cause it's like, no, I don't, I don't oh, want to be funny. restricted like that. Right. Cause there, there are times she'll say she's going to do something. I'm like, Oh, I thought you were going to. And she's like, no, nah, I decided I don't like that idea. Like just, you know, so, so I'm like, I, I get that. And that's going to be tough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just kind of funny how the environment and the fact that your parents are the people raising you yes. with their own characteristics, right. you're going to pick up so much of totally. that, whether it was passed down genetically yes. or not. Yes. So it, you know, that has just as much to do with certain characteristics as being biologically yeah. related. And it's been kind of fun to, to yeah. watch that. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. That for was ways fun. Where this, I know. I, I love talking about this kind of stuff. So what are you obsessed with lately? Okay. I am going to share a drink that I have been really enjoying this summer. And I made one for you when we were in Sedona. Yes. I made one for all of like our Like upon arrival, we, yes. were, we were treated to this that drink. That was fun because I had gotten there a little bit early. And I've even named it. This is like old oh, school girl next yes. door podcast. Yes. So I am calling it the summer errand. I love it so much. Because so this is what it is. But if you add alcohol to it, do not run errands. Exactly. (laughs) This is non-alcoholic, friends. This is maybe after summer errands. That's right. There you go. So at Trader Joe's, they have these sparkling tea, like cans of like sparkling tea drinks. They have a few different ones. I am been getting the pomegranate white tea. It's just like gently fizzy, not mm-hmm. too sweet. So I do a whole, it's kind of a small can. So I fill up my giant Yeti like with ice mm-hmm. and then a whole can of the sparkling tea and then like halfway with lemonade. Mm-hmm. And that's the drink. And if I had a lime, I would squeeze a lime mm-hmm. in there as mm-hmm. well. And anyway, yeah, it's like gently fizzy. It's like a little bit sweet, a little bit tart and I just like aggressive as lemonade yes. that makes you like pucker exactly yeah. like it cuts it a little bit and yeah I just like kind of made up this combination and then have been really loving in this hot weather when I'm going to be out in the car making a giant yeti of this and just accompanying me on yes. my errands just and a little something <laughs> so nice when to we drink. got to book club 
my carload of friends came up the next day and you and Becky were already there. And I did not realize anybody else had added vodka to their drink. And I was just drinking it the way you made me. And I'm like, I mean, I feel like I missed an opportunity because this would be delicious over vodka. Yes. I think it would be great with vodka or gin. So highly recommend. Okay. My obsession is a healthy-ish hot pocket. Oh, tell me. I have ish in. Because it's still a processed food, right? But it is, they're the Del Monte veggie full pocket pies. Mm. Sounds great. It's just pocket a pocket pie. It's just a hot pocket. It's just a hot pocket. But it's got a cauliflower crust, which mm-hmm. I don't typically enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a full cauliflower crust okay. or if they just added cauliflower gotcha. to the crust. But it does. I didn't even realize that until I looked at the box closer. And I got the broccoli cheddar potato one. Sounds great. It was delicious. And I had it with a Bloody Mary because oh. I like really was craving a Bloody Mary. Yeah. So I had it as like a, it was after a long day, I think that. I just didn't even have time to make myself dinner. Like the girls had on the run, like sports dinners kind of going on. And I was like, I'm starving. And I made myself one and had a Bloody Mary. And I'm like, I'm making the second one. You know, they come in like two in a pack. It's like, I'm I'm going to need that. Jeremiah came home from jujitsu and I was so pleased with my meal. That was just very random, but it's really, really good. So those are going to stay on my grocery list. All right. That sounds like a perfect thing to, yeah, just keep stocked in the freezer. So I feel like I am quick lunch, quick dinner. I am terrible about keeping really simple filling Me too. meals for myself. And just as a mom, you always need those on hand. Yes. And then I end up takeout or just like eating random things out of yes, the pantry and, and fridge. Being that, that satisfying. No, never. So highly recommend. Okay. I'm adding that to my cart. All right. I think that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Find us in between episodes as always on Instagram. We are High Girls Next Door over there. And the show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. We also love getting your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Test, test, test. Here, come over here. You can say test, test, test. Test, test, test. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You, Vanessa? Here, come here. Test, test, test. Yeah. So see, it like checks the level to make sure we're not too loud. Yep. Oh, yeah. Here, come here. So if I talk to you, you can hear me through your headphones. Can you kind of hear your mom? (laughs) So then. (laughs) You talk into there. See how you can hear And you can hear yourself in there. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say what you had for breakfast. I had pancakes and syrup and butter. <laughs> With all the accoutrement. Oh, they're frozen pancakes. Don't you worry. Kodiak, Kodiak Jack. You want to try Vanessa? You want to sure. see how it sounds? Okay, there you go. Hello, daughter okay, of mine. Okay, tell me what you're going to work on this morning while we're podcasting. I'm going to work on some state study. All right. Yeah. Oh, what state can... are you working on? Um, Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. Oh, that's where my mom is from. You sound so quiet. Well, because it's like, it's just like a normal talking level. That's what helps us not like yell. Mm -hmm. Having the headphones on helps us talk at normal talking levels. That actually sounds like, um, when I listen to your podcast, it actually sounds like what it's on. Yeah, Mm. that's good. There you go. Behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You're practically podcasters now. You guys guys could have a podcast sometime. Yeah. Okay, go get started. I love you. All right, bye. Can't wait to learn more about Carol and Rob. I'm excited. 
sorted straight. That's what I want to say. I didn't write that part down. Okay. This was <laughs> okay. A, this okay, was Erica, an obsession. Like, <laughs> stop judging me over there. Okay. <laughs> I wrote down none things and I'm frantically thinking of what to say. So don't you worry about it. <laughs> so you focus on your own problem. Okay. <laughs> Let me work this out. I just need about 15 more takes. <laughs> Um, and he grew up with oh, pegs. You're not invited.